Welcome back, everybody, to episode two of the QSC Play Out Loud podcast. I am your host, Sanjay Sukumar, and we are recording currently out of the QSC headquarters here in Bangalore City. I have two very special guests with us today. They go by the name of Drool Fox. They are a Bangalore-based band. I don't want to say too much about them because I want them to be revealing their own story to us, and that's what we do here at QSC. So without further ado, let me bring them in. I have with us Mr. Joel and Mr. Jitesh. Hello, Hi. guys. Hello. Tell, tell yeah. me more about uh, Drew Fox. Tell me more about what influences you picked up on and what genre you guys classify yourselves under. Uh, so we are synth pop right now, obviously subject to experimentation, but we would classify ourselves under synth pop or uh, say dream pop, shoegaze, that kind of a genre. Basically a subgenre of pop, but with more 80s rock synthesizer influenced music. It's actually funny that you say that because I automatically drew a direct correlation between your logo and the music that you play. So in case you guys haven't seen the logo, just go check them out on YouTube. And over there you'll see that the logo is a very 80s uh, pixely bitmap kind of a font that you guys have used. Yeah, and Joel actually came up with the logo. Yeah, it's basically inspired from the early days of computers when everything was 8-bit. Right. So it's just written in 8-bit font. Yeah, and like the first thing you think yeah. about, uh, about <laughs> when, you, when you go to 80s music is uh, directly the synth, right? Yes. And uh, today the, the song that you were playing, uh, Need Some Lovin', I heard a lot of synth in that. And I think it actually did justice <laughs> to the, the font that you guys have actually used. It does give me that entire 80s vibe. Is that what you guys were actually going for? Yeah, I mean, the different types of synthesizers that we use are like the core uh, of our sound. Like some, some bands are guitar driven. We will call our band as synth driven because that is like the main harmonic structure of our music. And along with that, uh, guitar also is part of our sound, but then they're, they're just like fillers and embellishments so i think we are a very synthesizer driven band getting back to today's session so we performed two tracks today in both of them uh, i saw that it was really modular the way you guys were uh, bringing in the loops of different instruments for example the synth the drums the bass do you guys find yourselves uh, usually leaning towards just performing as uh, a duo or do you guys also have places when you are performing with more artists like session artists and such yeah, I mean, like, you typically when we perform live, we are joined by a drummer and a bass player. And our current lineup is uh, Nachiket Kalburgi on the drums and uh, Rishi on the bass, who goes by the name Peach Block himself. Yeah. So we kind of really gel well. I mean, as live musicians, they really understand the vibe of our songs. And then uh, we usually invite them over when we play live. But sometimes when, when we are in a scenario like this where uh, we have to perform in a very, very tight set, uh, that's when we manage uh, to do the set, just the two of us. Yeah. Like it depends on the setup. Mm. Where, uh, but obviously it's more fun to play uh, with the drummer and bassy on yeah, stage. Yeah, it's really a different level of energy when the other two guys join in. Yeah, yeah I think it also works in the, the crowd's favor when you have... True. That yeah, happens, and then a lot of elements we can add in the jam, like when four people do, it's more of a jam rather than just a performance with uh, pre-recorded synths going on. I want to track back a little bit. Uh, now, I know that uh, you guys are also the founders of uh, the Saccharide. Now, we're not shooting this on radio, but when I say the Saccharide, I'm saying it with air quotes for everybody who is listening in. Tell me more about the Saccharide, from what 
I inferred when I went through your website and I went through your YouTube page, you guys are a music production company and you handle all of the, the mixing and the mastering. But I want you guys to give me a little more of a backstory on what exactly the Sakurai is. Uh, Joel is the man. So the Sakurai is, uh, it started off as a studio in my hometown in Darwad where I started producing for different local artists around and then eventually I gave it a brand name a brand name like that as a production house we produce for different uh, artists who come with their original compositions we have a studio where we kind of help them arrange their music post produce edit mix master and all of that and then uh, also Jitesh also contributes to some of the uh, projects that we do as uh, as a producer as I mean like we usually share work most of the times but then Sacred is is a production house sort of where right. for indie artists especially so that yeah. actually basically <laughs> that that makes you that uh, puts you guys in a separate category itself because now you guys are no longer just a band you guys are kind of like an end-to-end -end, you know self-sustained unit you know where you are doing the entire a to z of the music production from conceptualization to actually getting a finished product that is ready for uh, distribution right yes yeah. before we could come up with uh, we we only started releasing music uh, as Drool Fox from 2018, but uh, up until then, much um, uh, right from say 2010, uh, from since that time we've been working for other artists. Yeah. And then it it was uh, late 2017 when we started uh, thinking, yes, it's it's high time that we take all all the experience that we have in production and try uh, putting it into something that we can call our own. Yeah. So that's when that was the inception of Drool Fox, and then from. 2018 onwards, uh, we, me and Jitesh together, we started like putting in all our ideas and we produced because we had a like particular, there are no boundaries when like when you're working for somebody else's songs, we kind of have to listen to the other artists and there are a lot of things that uh, we cannot express as producers. So Rule Fox is a gateway for us where we, we can do whatever we want and hence the sound that you listen to is like years and years of our experience as producers and Jitesh is the one who um, who actually makes melodies, writes songs, and it's, it's all of our experiences put together in something that we can call our own. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, after playing for all those years, you have a general, I wouldn't call it an aesthetic, but you have an idea of how, you know, uh, structurally it should be. Yes. You know, like when you're talking about like building blocks of sound, you know, what needs to come where. True. Uh, I think that's really important, and I think that's come through all the years of experience, right? You know, yeah, working, working, working with so many bands and such. Yeah, so we we uh, we had we were also part of multiple bands, uh, which were our own projects, but it was nothing uh, as serious as this. Obviously, because we were younger, and uh, this I would say is a is like a first uh, meticulous the translation of all of the things that we've done through the years musically into this, and uh, also we have varied influences. So that sort of I think gives the band it's uh, a little. A unique sound unique uh, character to it that so uh, actually tell me tell me about that i mean uh, so we're talking about different influences coming from uh, your side and uh, joel's side as well so the amalgamation of that is what uh, drool fox is right yeah so what do you bring on the table when it comes to influences i'm more of a lyrics man and when i think i i think mostly songwriting but joel really like uh, essentially makes all the beats 
uh, all of the synth patches that you hear and all of the funky guitar parts he comes up with at most of the times and uh, a song could just come up anyway for instance i remember that he uh, walked up to me one day and he's like i want to write a song to a beat that i made and it should have this line paint a picture in the color that you desire and that basically formed our uh, most played single that right now exists so it's a whimsical process which i believe is how it should be yeah so about bringing to the table i i uh, he makes all the beats and takes like care of the production element of the whole thing while i do uh, more about melodies uh, i'm more about lyrics and uh, and he gives you the freedom to express yourself that way yes of course we never like uh, you know we never bog each other down you know it should be like that we we sort that's why we sort of also take more time with the songwriting so yeah well, as jitesh said he is the one who kind of uh, takes care of all the melodies it could be melodies and uh, some of the guitar parts and all that but there's not one way that we come up with a song sometimes it just comes with a melody yeah. sometimes like say for example i make a beat and then we write a song on it but if you can if you can categorize our influences i think we are very much like like we made it evident from the beginning 80s music is is the theme that we are going for because i think growing up that's the kind of music that we grew up with that's the music that you would tend to want to go yeah. back to and try so to so the kind of beat that like when you're a kid you used to groove to is what we want to bring back like contribute thank- back yeah thankfully many people are grooving like mostly of our age group yeah <laughs> are is, grooving along because they also kind of connect to to our music same way like we do so I our influences are uh, i could call say radiohead is one of uh, yeah. radiohead i mean in the songwriting perspective mm. uh, it is for sure but yeah like, and um, what else can i call it you can say the parcels the parcels yeah, yeah. is a relatively new band but then we're really like really influenced by, by the way they put their whole act together yeah i think the whole synth music scene is really picking up now yes and so then we also absolutely is actually yeah even we the weekend came up with a really yeah, dope weekend uh, album oh, yeah, that's yeah. coming out yeah. now yeah. and it's so synth driven i don't recollect the name of the song but yes i yeah, it's so blinding lights blinding lights <laughs> and uh, all yeah. the all the songs actually off of that new ep or album mm. that he's putting out are actually pretty pretty synth driven yeah in fact almost like 80s mainstream synth Uh, yeah. genre going on for him so yeah i also draw a lot of influence from uh, a little obscure not many people uh, really listen to the, these kind of bands like the moody blues mm-hmm. uh, and of course uh, john mayer yeah. and opeth <laughs> strangely opeth is a metal band but yeah. then uh, a lot of yeah melodic. but uh, that like our, our music is nowhere close to metal but opeth <laughs> has a lot more musical content to offer yeah Uh, I mean, like especially if you listen to the newer Opeth sounds, it's like it's so much like their soundscape is so much about synthesizers. Yeah. So that's yeah. what we take from. Like, so we take different things from different bands we've been listening to. Yeah, and moreover, it's whimsical. So we we don't mm. actually know where it's coming from. So <laughs> very true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it, being being a duo also it allows you guys to be more versatile because you don't you don't have you know parameters that other people are actually bringing in, and it actually allows you to. you know be a little more expressive when it comes to the kind of sound that you want to create right that's probably that's uh, my take on it but uh, getting getting back to uh, the sacred so when i was going through the youtube channel you made a lot of videos on you know you're talking about how a musician can go about creating a home studio how to create the proper acoustics that your room should have to isolate sound properly so that it sounds better when you're trying to reproduce it how difficult is it to to produce music today because equipment has become a whole lot more affordable 
and uh, there, there are plenty of softwares out there to actually to guide you step by step on how to produce your your final sound at the same time what role does a music production house play in that process so like you said producing music in your bedroom is never been so easy like it is now because um, everything is just there you want you get stuck somewhere you you're just one youtube video away but the, like like you mentioned like i make few vlogs about uh, audio engineering and uh, music production and all that i started it i think few 2 3 years back when when i when i thought i gained enough experience where i can actually share some of my tips to somebody who is just starting out somebody who i i like some some things that i should have known when i was starting out that was the idea so i could uh, help somebody who is starting out so i started making these vlogs where i share some of the tips and tricks that one should look for if they are planning to start music production or to starting to make their own home studio to make uh, their own music but having said that it has its own uh, drawbacks so there is only a particular extent you can go to a particular extent with the minimum gear mm-hmm. that you have mm. so what happens is with a home studio you can create great quality demos that is you can actually put in all of your ideas but then you cannot call it a final product you have all the ideas so that's where a production house comes into play right so it's probably the the final mile or yes. the, the final extra couple so of miles so it makes when you go to a production house like or come to a producer like me or jitesh if your demo is really clear about what ideas you have we as producers can actually add a lot of value into that composition so that way the probability of you getting the sound that you have in your mind is more than you just came with a mobile recording so that's where having a go- home studio setup and having these tools handy when you have to make a composition or a demo comes into play ultimately there is a drawback so you can make great quality demos but if you get years and years of experience of course you, you can, can make your own music course, but yeah. then are you ready to wait so many years yeah. <laughs> yeah also it makes things so much easier when the artists like you said when the artists come with their own sound like okay this is my these are my patches yeah. i've al- i've almost done what i envision the song to be like in mm-hmm. my home studio yeah. now all you need to do is slap on some really pro mm-hmm. effects on yeah. that so and just make it when artists bigger. come with that type of a demo it really actually Cuts your inspires your us you. as well oh, yeah. right. uh, to more. actually we know okay what they want uh, that's why i wanted to encourage like as much as i can to every i think every musician Uh, should have that skill of production i think yeah. that's how i think that's the need of the hour now it Every is actually that is why i actually set up my initial studio i wanted to go to joel to get my stuff produced so mm-hmm. i actually got my home studio like i invested in that and then i took my demos to him this was somewhere around 2016 yeah when i was like 17 i guess so i went to him and i was like can you produce this whole ep for me stuff like that so it does give a lot of clarity on that end when somebody wants to be getting into music production sometimes it's so o- overwhelming because there is so much so much information out there to actually be accessing that you don't know what to access and you don't know what to omit you know so knowing exactly what equipment to be using what equipment to be getting in so that you know you're not overspending or you know blowing your budget completely that is also extremely important yes true right? and uh, i think you made mention of that in one of your videos as yeah, well yeah so uh, in one of my recent uh, videos like this type of vlog videos that i did i have i i am working on a series of uh, videos that that will help uh, enthusiastic musicians and uh, people who are aspiring to be music producers uh, will help them to actually do their own online self study 
like uh, so one of my argument was when everything is available online why do you still have to go to a school mm-hmm. that was one of my i think one of the most popular videos in my vlog series so yeah. many people write to me and based on what people write to me and what i answer them i design my next videos so one of them was p- many people ask me how do i study online because it's like everything is there now there is eq next is mastering how will i go <laughs> so yeah. i try help uh, these type of uh, aspiring musicians to connect the dots and kind of create a road map for themselves so that they can actually every chapter that they learn and every new topic that they learn uh, they can actually like build build a full knowledge base around it with the information that they learn so that's my idea that's actually quite interesting yeah huh? yeah and i think one of the most important points in your video was uh, to for these people who are aspiring to stick to the curriculum like only yeah. it's like it's like a thing you only stick to a curriculum when an, when a when an institutional uh, when an institution enforces it basically but the thing is that if you're learning on your own you need to keep like okay in the next 10 days i need to finish the mix of this song and get it reviewed by a few producers that i know and yeah. things like that otherwise the only yeah. person who's going to be losing out is yeah exactly yeah. So that's the thing you need the, to keep in mind like one planning. of the b- biggest um, loophole that people like especially aspiring musicians fall into is youtube is full of instant tips yeah like okay how do i make your vocals sound like a like so and so pop star Uh, it it's about instant tips that will give them a, like a lot of views but then uh, production is much more than that it's a much uh, deeper craft and depth yeah, that and it has yeah and once you start realizing that there yeah. is more to it than just those yeah. pro with tips with my with my channel i want to kind of make people aware of the depth that it is and it's it's more than just tips is what i want like that's my aim with my vlogs that's important that I do. because then you actually know what what it is that you're actually getting yourself into mm-hmm. yes. you know the full depth of it you know otherwise you're just scratching the surface and you're yeah. asking yourself why is it that i'm not getting there why is it that i'm not reaching these results yeah and true yeah. that can actually demotivate you over a period of time as well which is equally dangerous so you guys have been using the touchmix for i think the last 8 days or so yes what are the takeaways from it that you thought yeah so uh this is uh, i think the second time that i'm using the touchmix before this few years ago i've been using the touchmix 16 and i really like the idea of that that you know you should you it's like you can remotely control everything and uh, the one of, i think one of the main things that i liked about this is that it has the touch screen which is quite responsive and if i need to go to any option i just touch it it goes there i don't have to dive into the menus in order to reach there so uh, i've been like uh, i think this is like this is a very versatile mixer I have used it in my studio and uh, my kind of review is going to be very specific to what we do as Drool Fox. So right. I'm I'm sure it's uh, like people who perform live in some other other way will have uh, different things to say about yeah, uh, this mix. But for your application as yeah. as a, as a duo. S- yeah, so for us right like um, this has kind of made things easier for us in terms of our uh, live production so usually when we perform live like we have done limited number of shows and all of the shows that we have done we have produced it like we hired cameramen we hired a sound person and then we had a separate recording system with multiple laptops uh, running so many signals go- going into it's a lot of wiry mess yeah, i would say it's a maze it. of wires and yeah, headphones yeah and <laughs> lot of uh, when when we kind of uh, integrate lot of these type of different digital devices lot of unwanted signal noise some yeah. humming sound from here and there we can't trace what is going where because 
lot of wires. Yeah. So for us, also gets yeah, it's really so getting uh, a lot of losses yeah, as well. Yeah, more than world. more than us like performing with a peaceful mind. Like we kind of tend always tend to worry about okay, Whether if we're getting the, right the signals sound. right, yeah, if our sound is nicer. So TouchMix kind of solves all of that. So we are down to just one uh, laptop which kind of triggers some of the synth samples and some of the other effects that we usually use uh, during live and the same laptop we i also play the some of the midi vsts on, on live one laptop connected to touchmix does all of these i can trigger samples play the midi keys and also send the signal back into the same daw to record a whole to record it and yeah, yeah record and then all of our guitars everything is connected and we don't really have to worry about our uh, like stage monitoring as well our our headphone monitoring yeah, because we can have our own uh, yeah, individual mixes it makes our life so easy yeah, <laughs> yeah. hassle free and uh, the eq and compression settings that i used on my mic while performing mm-hmm. were also super easy to go with i just had to like uh, i could do it all on the screen while performing so to be able to set a patch like that for a vocalist is i think pretty great you yeah. don't have to call the sound once right. we actually yeah. get the um, sound like really to our taste on our headphones i think we are, we are we are really inspired to play to the crowd yeah and one more thing that i liked about the touchmix uh, was uh, has this integration with ipad with the ipad right right so um, like if i need more little bit more reverb our different songs have different settings obviously yeah. one setting can't work for all the songs so i we save presets we can quickly change it like so okay this this song needs more reverb on the vocals all i need to do is just one click on yeah. the on so the you find yourself not doing unnecessary sound checks Ab- between songs absolutely yeah. so it's like we are just tension free really performing that's what we should be doing and that's what we're doing yeah otherwise you're this just came haggling the sound yeah. guys and you know this doesn't sound right yeah there yeah. is like one we don't have to reach out to anybody else uh, whole performance like live gigs much enjoyable process True. than it was before yeah even if you're away from it like uh, having it on the ipad just makes it super easy to yeah maneuver currently save someone they were in the formative stages of forming the band what do you think the major hurdle is for them to be you know before they actually reach their final goal they they cannot say that this is the sound that we are achieving and now we can finally start uh, producing music that we can publicize since you're talking about somebody who is starting out a band right so i think the first hurdle um uh, that m- people will face is has nothing to do with music it is how um, each other's personalities match when you are playing as a band and composing yeah the chemistry within so the band chemistry. yeah and the vision that they have together yeah uh, that's really important the vision Because, should be clear uh, when people get into a band they ha- they might have different visions if that doesn't match even before you start making music you are like yeah. sunken ship and of course gear uh, if yeah. th- if a band has a certain kind of sound they want to achieve they obviously should invest in gear that can uh, enable them to yeah, have that, that kind of sound yeah but that makes it a serious affair that means yeah, that yeah. you know they are in it for the long game because yeah. they're investing that kind of money to get that kind of equipment yeah but that's that's something that can be achieved but like i think the vision is the more important thing here if they have like a collective vision that okay we want to uh, exactly derive this uh, out of the unit so that works way better if they have a common goal and i think at this mm. point that the smoother they can make the jam workflow right so if there are like five members in the band and everybody travels it, it's my point of view i mean most people are able to make it make it work but since you're talking about beginners it's like five people from different parts of the city traveling to one place and composing usually, on usually the spot it's the drummer usually does not work out to. i think it's <laughs> yeah. yeah usually it is i think it's more like if um, 
if your jam workflow is sorted out that way it works way better yeah it shouldn't feel like a chore to go to a jam so i i mean like it i follow many indian to. bands that are based out of different states in india yeah, like one of them is sky harbor but i usually like i follow them They're a lot epic two of them are not even in india but then the kind of ecosystem like the way they have managed their band right but then we're also talking about beginners ah, yeah, a beginners. band like that with people <laughs> with that level no, of yeah. musical knowledge uh, yeah i mean like if it is beginners then i will yeah, like like you said way past yeah. formative mm, so yeah. don't make uh, like your jam session like a chore it should it shouldn't be too much uh, like think of it like okay if you're going to a jam today it shouldn't be a burden to you because yeah. uh, if you have to keep this band going you should be able to do that for like 2 years 3 years straight every yeah. week which is why we we when we were formulating in rule fox we actually decided to live nearby as in like live near to each other's places because we were doing active compositional work and jams together so we wouldn't know actually when a song would yeah. come out and actually the whole band scene has kind of seeped into our lifestyle as well i mean yeah i think that's the way it should be yeah. right? that means that just that just shows that you are committed to achieving that end goal yeah, yeah. if it can be like that then mm. that that's brilliant yeah, yeah. that's an idealistic out. situation yes. of course kudos to you guys for actually nailing that Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, uh <laughs> this is an obligatory question because uh I feel that it pertains to almost everybody, not only people in the music and event industry, but basically everybody else. How have you guys been hit by the whole COVID situation? If this question pertains to Drool Fox, uh as a unit, basically we just started out doing our shows and it was a real bummer when this happened. But how we go about this is like at this point we're looking at a few years of just consistently making music and no monetary benefit out of this because this is like an indie project to be honest and uh, anybody who is an indie musician knows that there is no money <laughs> so that so i mean uh, we did not get to perform that was a real bummer apart from that if we channel this question to us being musicians and how we uh, were hit in the whole covid scene is that we actually pretty much okay doing production for other artists there are a lot of avenues i would like to say now that you can get onto a lot of freelance work platforms where you're showcasing your skill and using it to actually monetize what you do so freelance songwriting or freelance production or even uh, being a session musician for other producers online over platforms like upwork or uh, say fiverr as well really works out there's twitch streaming twitch did exist before that as well but now i see more music streamers on twitch m- way more than ever before so i think this is the time to actually uh, look at more online opportunities when it comes to music compared to offline at least for a while and that's what we did we turned to more online opportunities and it did actually work out pretty much okay for yeah. us apart from not being able to perform live which is just yeah, i believe that uh, I, i believe that is the way forward too, since right? everything we are not going out uh, too much it also actually we ended up composing a few more new songs that we yeah. are almost set to release uh, we have one new ep ready actually that wasn't in in the plan until the lockdown wasn't, started yes. like after few months into the lockdown like hey we have new songs like that because we just released a new ep uh, this january we didn't want to release another ep this year again but then we have the songs ready but we are hoping to um, release it sometime this year so i think that is one good thing that happened yeah, that's to a us positive. personally yeah. yeah that's a positive yeah. well that's something that should be excited about when is that scheduled to be out if all goes well then i think december the new ep should be out but before that i wanted to um, ask you a question again 
uh, based on the saccharide. So when a band is approaching you, or when an artist is p- approaching you and collaborating with you, or rather using your facility, what is it that they actually look forward to when it comes to working with you guys? I think talking about now, like I have so many of the songs, and my lot, I have a portfolio built around the songs that I've produced for other artists. So I think when people come now to me, they kind of expect and they kind of know the kind of sound that we are good at. So I think. When the kind Basically of by, by looking at your track record, and yeah, by like looking at the releases that uh, that like, like of the tracks that I've that have been released that were produced by us, the kind of artists who come to us are also the kind of artists who like the kind of music that we make. So that makes the work easy for us as well. I mean, like we can actually creatively be more free yeah. in that sense. That actually does make sense. Yeah. So before we wrap up, I'd actually like to come back to that as to where everybody can actually go to find out about you guys, you know, and uh, when your music is going to be released and stuff like that. First place, I think uh, you can find us on Spotify because um, Spotify is where I think that's where first our music first goes on Spotify. And it's easy. You can just give us a follow on Spotify and then you can also say hi to us on Instagram because uh, that's the place where we can be easily reached yeah. out to. For everybody who was listening, this is uh, Drew Fox. Thank you guys for coming in. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Cheers. Thank mm-hmm. you.
I'm a human after all. 